Successful commercial real estate investors will say their best deals ever were bought out of state. Huge profits, great cash flow. And an equal amount will say their worst deals were bought out of state. Big time losses and big headaches. So what's the difference? And how do you get and stay on the successful side where the big dollars are made when buying commercial real estate out of state? And that's what this podcast is on. Seven tips on how to successfully buy commercial real estate from long distance. Hi, everyone out there. I'm Peter Harris with Commercial Property Advisors. I'm author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies. I'm also uh, author of my new best-selling book, Commercial Real Estate for Beginners. And I'm also a coach and mentor to commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. So in the next few minutes here, you're going to learn what's so attractive about buying commercial real estate out of state from afar. I'm also going to share with you what are the real challenges that can that can hurt you. And number three, uh, should you or can you buy commercial real estate investments without seeing the property? Very controversial. And number four, I'm going to give you two alternatives to buying commercial real estate uh, out of state. And lastly, I'm going to share with you how to buy commercial real estate from long distance successfully. All right, let's get started. Tip number one is knowing why buying commercial real estate out of state out of state is so attractive. You have to know why, right? Why are we having this podcast? Well, there's basically three reasons. The first reason is affordability, which translates to higher return on investments, greater cash flow, faster growth. So let's take a look at two prosperous and great cities, San Francisco, California, and Dallas, Texas. Now, a 12-unit C-class apartment building in San Francisco will cost you roughly $7.5 million. Yes, $7.5 million for a 12-unit out in San Francisco. A 12-unit C-class apartment building in Dallas, Texas will cost you roughly a million dollars. In other words, if you take your California money to Dallas, you can buy an 80 to 150-unit apartment building. Huge difference in affordability, right? Now, some of our students have a goal of building a portfolio of 1,000 apartment units through syndication in five years. And honestly, that's not going to be achieved in California anytime soon due to affordability, right? That's just the facts. But it will happen and likely happen in another more affordable state, okay? So affordability is the first and probably the primary reason why it's so attractive. Secondly, diversification. Some investors don't want all of their real estate holdings in one area, so they search out for good, economically sound, and growing areas. But I'm sorry I have to burst your bubble, but there is no such thing as a national real estate market. There isn't, right? It's all about sub-markets when dealing with commercial real estate. The Portland, Oregon sub-market, which is on one side of the United States, is completely different from the Portland, Maine commercial estate market, right? Portland, Oregon may be on a real estate cycle that's up here, but uh, the Portland, Maine real estate cycle may be down here. Got it? So same country, right? Same country, same name of states, but they are two different spots in the cycle. So it's so smart to actually diversify your holdings if that's what you want to do. Uh, the third reason why is deal flow. To increase your chances of finding more commercial estate deals, you may need to expand your search territories. That's, that's a fact. As an investor in high-priced regions like California or New York, you may want to take your search inward to states like Tennessee, Texas, Florida, 
or perhaps the Carolinas, right? To, just to increase your deal flow. So that's what people are doing. All right. Okay. Let's move on to tip number two. Tip number two is should you or could you buy commercial estate investments without seeing the property? Very controversial subject, right? Here's my short answer. No. Here's my long answer. Heck no. In most cases, you're investing in commercial estate. When you're investing in commercial estate, it's probably your biggest investment in your life, right? Financial investment. It's foolish, foolish to invest that much money without seeing the property physically first. It's irresponsible, in my opinion, and it's poor stewardship. Don't do it. No matter what ROI or cap rate or cash flow has promised to you, don't do it. There's too much at risk and too many things that can go wrong. Let me share this real quick with you. When you buy a residential property, such as a single family home, a duplex, triplex, or fourplex, that's considered residential, right? And by most states, nearly all the states, the seller has to give you property disclosures that you know tells you what's wrong with the property, the, the current status of the property. So if that seller lies on, the, on those disclosures and you find out, you close on the property, there's recourse, you can sue. But commercial real estate, we don't have consumer protection laws like that. We don't. There's no such thing. There are no property disclosures required by law that you will be given. It is purely buyer beware. With that said, why would you buy a commercial property sight unseen? Why would you, right? Some people will say, Peter, I'll just hire a professional property inspector to do an inspection for me. Yes, and you should do that regardless. But if you don't visit the property yourself, in my opinion, that's pure laziness and not smart. There now, I, I think you have my opinion on that subject. So let's move on to tip number three. Tip number three, I want to give you two alternatives to buying commercial real estate out of state, right? So if you, if you want to invest in commercial real estate out of state, but you don't want to travel there at all, here are two alternatives. Number one, let someone do the investing for you. What I mean by that is real estate syndication. Syndication is the process of pooling money together to buy a property larger than you could afford by yourself. Syndicated deals happen all around the world. You could live in Hong Kong and you know, invest in a syndicated deal in Phoenix, Arizona. So basically, you're a passive investor and you deposit money, you invest money, and you receive a return on investment on that money. And by the way, I have a, a YouTube video and podcast on the basics of real estate syndication. Go So go check it out. All right. So the second alternative is to invest in a REIT. A REIT is short for Real Estate Investment Trust. It basically buys large commercial properties and forms a company that sells shares to investors. Therefore, you can literally invest in a brand new 300,000 square foot downtown office building with, with just your computer. So basically, you will be a shareholder in that company like stock. I have a YouTube and podcast on that too on REITs. So check it out if you want to learn more about REITs. Let's move on to uh, tip number four. Tip number four is you need guiding principles. When you bought your house, you had guiding principles. You knew what neighborhood you wanted to be in. You knew how many bedrooms you wanted. You knew the amenities you wanted. You knew this, you knew that, you knew this, that. You had guiding principles. You want the same thing in commercial real estate if you're going to go to another state or go long distance, right? So I'm going to give you a few guiding principles. Guiding principle number, number one is you need 10% cash and cash return. You do. That's the minimum. I have found over the years that if it's less than 10% and you have some vacancies and you have some repairs, 
you're going to be break even or high negative. You don't want to do that from afar. Okay, so 10% cash and cash minimum, that's the minimum. Some people will say that's not possible. It is possible. We do it all the time with our students. The deals may appear on paper to be less than 10%, but we create the 10% through creative ways. Okay, um, the second guiding principle is to have a profit management company that is well vetted, proven, and have other happy investors as clients. You need to lead your search with the profit management company. Those guys are your boots on the ground. You need boots on the ground. Third guiding principle is population. You know, I'm okay with small population, but the radio population, the population around the city must be healthy and growing. It must be. That's the guiding principle. In other words, it's okay to be in a small town so long as immediately outside the city, there is a bigger city that supports the city. Got it? Another way of saying this is, is don't invest in a rural town, okay, a town out in the country, out in the middle of nowhere with no big cities feeding it, okay? A healthy growing population equals a healthy pool of renters. The fourth guiding principle is invest in cities that are investor and landlord friendly. Cities that cost an arm and a leg to do an eviction is not conducive to successful investing. Over time, I have found that to be so true. So those are guiding principles for tip number four. Let's move on to tip number five. Tip number five is buy a commercial property that's big enough, right? Big enough or what? Well, here's the bottom line. As an out-of-state commercial investor, you should buy a property that's big enough to afford a professional property management company. You cannot manage it from afar yourself, all right? Especially if you're a beginner, you don't have the skill set. Some people do what we call self-managing because they think they can save money, but it can actually be very expensive being that cheap. You don't have the skills to manage money, to manage the maintenance, to manage the marketing, to manage staffing. You don't, especially if you're a beginner. And let me say this, the best deals our students find are from out-of-state owners who self-manage, okay? Especially self-manage. They're managed poorly, uh, they want out, and the profit potential is enormous when you're in that situation. All right, so if you get nothing out of this podcast, get that part. Look for deals where there's out-of-state owners who self-manage. Those guys are not in good shape typically. All right, uh, tip number six. I want you to have realistic underwriting. That's deal evaluation, okay, spreadsheeting, stuff like that. I want you to have realistic underwriting and expert due diligence. That's tip number six. Now, on the realistic underwriting the most misunderstood and miscalculated number that causes failure in commercial investing, period, is property expenses. What I mean by property expenses are operating expenses that recur, you know, monthly expenses, and capital expenses like roofs and parking lots and siding and, you know, uh, buying 25 sets of appliances, those type of big numbers. So if you look at property that has failed, an owner that has failed, I bet you, you can point to this spot that he misunderstood, miscalculated, or he was misrepresented when he bought that property because he didn't have the necessary advisors to advise him that he was short on expenses, all right? So you can overcome that potential problem by getting a mentor, other investors who are willing to sit down with you and share their knowledge, right? Know your expenses. All right, now on continuing on tip number six, I want you to have expert due diligence. Due diligence is doing your homework on the property physically, financially, and legally. It is super important, but it becomes ultra important when buying property out of state because you are unfamiliar with the area and all of the inner workings, 
of that area. You're just not. Number one, you must be at the property during the inspections. Number two, your property manager must be there. And number three, you must get a feel for the market in terms of doing a rent survey by yourself or have your property manager do it, understanding the, the, the vacancies, expenses, landlord laws, the, uh, the trends in the industry for whatever type of commercial you're into, uh, and having general contractor relationships. That's all so important when investing from afar. All right, that was tip number six. Let me go to the last tip. The last tip is the, the benefits of buying commercial estate from long distance, like going to another state, is fivefold, right? You're gonna get greater cash flow, you're gonna get greater profits, you're certainly gonna get more deals. You can certainly grow faster your portfolio, right? And you're gonna create valuable relationships. As many of you know, I am big on my relationships in this industry. I take care of my folks, okay? Because they take care of me and I care about them. And we do deals together and we enjoy doing deals together. That only happens because I value the relationships I have created in this industry. So should you, okay? So those are the wonderful five benefits. Now, the seventh tip that I'm gonna share with you is don't invest beyond your knowledge. Don't. Get the knowledge. Get the knowledge. Get, get a coach. Get an advisor. Someone that can sit down with you and share the inner workings of this industry with you. Now, where does the knowledge start, right? Well, it starts by me summarizing what I just said. You're going to start by visiting the property. You're going to start by having guiding principles that's going to guide you so you can you know, say yes to a deal or no to a deal. You need to buy a property big enough. We talked about that, right? You need to take the lead in these areas that you're going to go to leading with the property management company. You need to know your numbers. I just talked about the most miscalculated number. You need to know the market like the back of your hand. That takes time. And then lastly, you need to realize and acknowledge that this is a team sport. You cannot do it by yourself successfully, right? That's too much at risk. So get some help. Get a mentor. Get a coach. Get some advisors uh, on your side that can sit down with you and, and lay everything out for you and protect you. All right, so that's it. That was seven tips when buying commercial estate from long distance. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to this channel. Thank you for listening to seven tips when buying commercial estate from long distance. I'm Peter Harris, and I'll see you at the next podcast.